Salute Nation. It's December 5th, 2022. It is 1.44 a.m. on the East Coast, and it's currently 32 degrees out here this morning. Episode 26. Yeah, good episode. It was a good day. Good day for Raiders. Very good day for the Raiders. Not so good for my other teams, but you know, we'll 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 get to that. First, I want to let everyone know. Um, I appreciate everyone who has listened to my episodes prior to this one. Hopefully that will continue. I guess that's my job, right? I got to promote it and and keep you interested in listening to what the hell I have to say. Um, I'm up for that challenge, you know. I'm cool with that. So, uh, but there's some changes that have been made today. Nothing bad, nothing bad at all. I mean, it's it's an added thing that, I qualify for ads. Um, those should be coming out. I don't know when. I'm able to do subscriptions now, which is I want to get to that right now. It's monthly support. It's what it's called. You have a choice. You don't have to. It'd be highly appreciated. But even if you don't, you're appreciated regardless. So yeah, that's some, some, something that you will see now on the homepage um, when you go to Anchor. I don't know how it is for Spotify, um, but yeah, you, you will see that dollar sign, and you have a choice to click on it and click whatever you want to do with it. You don't have to. I'm just putting it out there ahead of time that it's it's. It's fully functional, and you can do it. So, again, if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. Either way, we're here for a reason. Before I get started with the with the with what happened in the sports of the catch-up, the recap since episode 25 to now, I want to talk about some things. I'll start with uh, DeGrom, Jacob DeGrom. He left the Mets to sign with the Rangers on a five-year, 185 mil. Rangers are making some moves. They're, I mean, you have to when you got the Astros in your division. You kind of you gotta have to make some moves. Um, they're looking at quite a few other pitchers. One of them happens to play for the Yankees. Um, in Taylon. Hey, listen, if Taylon's healthy, he's good. Um, yeah, but. You know, hopefully my team makes some moves because, uh, I mean, well, this leads to now who they're looking at. I mean, Yankees offer Judge the MVP, 62 home runs. He had a fantastic season. He did. He had a fantastic, I want to put this in quote, regular season because that's what he is. He's a regular season, very good to great player. So they offered him an eight-year, over 300 mil. Some are saying it could be nine years as well. To be the highest as far as yearly basis. Not not the overall more, but the overall 
you know, how much he will make per year. The highest position player. That means more than Trout. Now, keep in mind, Trout has never played a postseason. So this part doesn't pertain to him as far as that. Judge has. Judge has. In fact, he has played in six years, in his six years of postseason, 12 series combined. This year, I'm going, I'm that's, that's, that, that, that is about what he done, you know, in his career. But I want to talk about what he did last year in the postseason or, you know, this last past season. Five games in the ALDS against the Cleveland Commanders or wait, no, Cleveland Guardians. I almost said the other word. 200 batting average. A .238 OBP. Two home runs, three RBIs. Okay, you know, five games, 200 batting average. It sucks, but you know, it's not bad. Worse like it was in ALCS. Speaking of ALCS, four games against in the AL, uh, ALCS against, you know, the defending, well, soon to become the, well, that later on won the title in Houston. A .063 batting average. A .118 OBP. Zero home runs. Zero RBIs. Yeah. That was his playoff numbers. A guy who batted over 200, a point, or two, who had a 289 or something like that average, or 290 average. Career is like up there as well. Guy who hit 62 home runs, or over it, I should say. Or was it 62? I, it doesn't matter. The point is, good to great regular season guy. When he's healthy in the last two seasons, he's been healthy. He's 30-some-on years old. And Yankees offer him an eight or nine year over 300 mil for a guy that completely chokes when it matters most. So here is his career playoff numbers. Six years, 12 series, a 211 batting average, a 310 OBP. 13 home runs, 25 RBIs. How in the blue moon is someone thinking that that is good? As a Yankee, do I want him back? Sure, why not? He, he's a good clubhouse guy. Absolutely. When healthy, he he's dangerous. And maybe someday he could turn it around in the postseason. But eight years or nine years or someone, or if he decides to go to another franchise around that same, maybe more, maybe a 10-year, so a 30 to a 31-year-old guy is going to be 38 or 39 if he accepts this Yankee contract. And you're, I mean, granted, as soon as he makes his contract, you know, within two or three more years, somebody else is going to be make more than that. I, listen, 
I get it. I get it. I get he's a good player in the regular season. I get it. I agree. He's a plus defender, plus arm. He can run the bases. I get it. But to get that much money for a guy who chokes, I'm not talking about a guy who doesn't get there because that's a team effort then. But once you're there, you don't perform. He is not worth seven, eight-year deal or eh, seven-year deal. But definitely not worth to be in the big boys club as far as making how much money. He's not. He's not. And maybe I'm overlooking things. It, it is my opinion. His value is good in a regular season. Absolutely. In the last two years, he's been healthy. But I would not offer him that much money. Not 300 mil. Not for an eight, nine year. At most a seven to about 280, 290 mil. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe maybe less. I mean, I'm not a math guy, so <laughs> not, not in these big numbers. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, that's 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 it. That's what I really want to talk about. Let me know what you think. If you're a Yankee fan or just a baseball fan in general, I know there's some Giant fans and Dodger fans out there would love to have him on your team. I get it. I get it. I get why people want him. I'm not. I'm not saying he sucks. Definitely will not say he sucks. But he's definitely overrated when it comes to the postseason. Those are just plain facts. The stats don't lie. So, whoever gets him, even if we resign him, I mean, don't get me wrong. If the Yankees resign him and he stays a Yankee for the rest of his career, I mean, I, I'm going to, you know, laugh when it comes to the postseason and he doesn't perform. I'm just saying, well, that's, that's, that's what you get. But here's another catch, and I'll play the devil's advocate right here. What if it's because of Boone or he's not protected in the lineup? Because other teams know, especially in the postseason, you're dealing with the best of the best pitchers and best of the best teams. You're not dealing with uh, a Colorado Rockies or or um, any team that just didn't make it to the postseason. Teams that were the bottom feeders of every conference or every division. You know what I mean? That, that, you know, you're not facing these guys now. You're facing the teams that deserve it at this moment. So you're facing good, good teams. So what if? What if that is the reason? Right? And I've had that conversation with people when I bring up these numbers and people are like, yeah, but what if it's because of Boone? It's easy to manage during a regular season. It is. You have 162 games. You're going to get hot. You're going to get cold. You're going to, you know what I mean? But managing in the postseason, and if you're not a good man, which Boondrop is not a good manager, and he really doesn't have the help, maybe, maybe that is the reason. So if I'm the owner now, 
I'm thinking, well, I'm going to need a new coach or manager. What? It's baseball manager. Or, or since it's maybe it's maybe it's not fully Boone, maybe it is the players, right? Because the Yankees, I mean, under Boone, they, this you know they they've had a couple back to back winning you know 100 win seasons. They still haven't had a losing record from the transitions from you know Joe Torre to Girardi to to Boone. They haven't had a winning or a losing season. Last time it was a losing season was 1990-something. I mean, you know, just after playing devil's advocate, you know, it just makes it wonder. I mean, who knows? I mean, of course, I bitch about players anyways, but <laughs> I bitch about the manager. I bitch about the GMs. <laughs> So, of course, it could very well be just that. So, this is a little shot now to the San Francisco Giant fans. You don't have a better team than the Yankees currently. So, your pursuit in Judge, you don't have a good lineup to get him from, to get him over that hump either. Yankees are, is his best shot. Next team, well, obviously Houston. But, you know, they're, they're not going to go for it. They don't need them. Dodgers, sure. Dodgers have money. Mets, they could go. He can go to the Mets. Which leads me now to the, another news. Well, I mean, we're baseball has the winter meetings, right? Which we're in right now. Yesterday was day one. December 4th. That's me rubbing my hands together, by the way, guys. That that noise. That... Which December 4th to December 7th, was, a, which is a Wednesday, and deals happen. And many people are thinking within these winter meetings or a little bit after, judge will sign the contracts, wherever it is. Now, only contract I've heard that's really been offered was from the Yankees. It's the only one I've heard. You, know, you can go to Yankees.com. You can go to MLB.com. There's, all, I mean, you can you can check YouTube if you want, but a lot of people are just going on uh, on speculations, <laughs> not 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 actual who gave a contract yet. So yeah, I mean. We'll see. I'm looking forward to baseball. That's because more so is I love the game. Mostly my team. I don't really pay attention to other teams until it gets into the postseason. So, yeah. So, DeGrom sign. Verlander could be next. If he already has not I can't remember. Because every time I check somewhere, you know, Stolshan DeGrom is out there. So who knows? Dodgers are heavy looking at DeGrom, or uh, Verlander. So, yeah, he is still out there. Hey. Who knows? It's definitely an interest, going to be an interesting offseason. So, yeah. So, uh, now we're done with uh, that side of it. 
this is what I'm going to do because, uh, just because I'm going to get something to drink and then I'm going to come back and talk about recap from the last episode of sports. That means the whole, my teams that I love. Okay. My teams. So it'll be the Hoyas, Notre Dame, who are they facing and, you know, and, and, and what bowl they're playing in as well as the Chicago Bulls. And then of course, I'll close it out with the Raiders. Yeah, I always love saying that. So, see you in a little bit. I'm going to give this a little uh, transition. You know, I I don't know which one I'm going to use that, but as soon as it's done with the transition, I'll come back and we'll do the second part to this. All right? See you in a little bit. That transition was called In the Back Room. Pause. Actually, no, it wasn't no pause after. But the name of it is, you know, In the Back Room. So, uh, part two. Sports time. Recap. I'm going to kick it off with some Hoyas of Georgetown. Love the Hoyas. Loved them when they had Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning, Matombo, of course, AI, my Theo Harrington. I can go on and on. So, the last time I left off, it was that we're getting ready to face Texas Tech. Was that November 30th that we're facing them? Hoyas was coming into that 2-0 all-time against Texas Tech. The Red Raiders. Well, they lost. Yeah, they lost. 79-65. to Yeah, Red Raiders, uh, they made my Hoyas say, uh, yeah, 2-0. <laughs> Hold my beer. Next up, December 3rd. The Hoyas dropped to the South Carolina Gamecocks. First, how the hell? Why do you name your team the Gamecocks? I don't get it. Why? I don't. Why? Why would you do that? I guess probably the same reason why I had a transition and named it or it called the in the back room, right? So yeah, they lost seventy four seventy one. So now they're four and five, the Hoyas. Next game is December 7th, where the Hoyas host the five and three Cena Saints. I think I said it right, Cena Saints. They're from the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. The Saints, believe it or not, are three and one lifetime against the Hoyas. Last meeting was last season, where the Hoyas won 83-65. to Yeah, Cena looks pretty good, I guess. I mean, I haven't seen them play, but they beat Florida State. So that's who the Hoyas face next. 
I'm going to go out on a limb. Right here. I think the Hoyas bounce back right here and win. Yep. I think they win. I think they uh, go five and five. Yep. So let leave me in the comments if you hear this. You, you know, let me know what you think. You think the Hoyas will win, or if you don't care, let me know. So let's move on, sticking to college. Let's move on to the Irish. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish, eight and four, are going to the Gator Bowl, December 30th, where they will also face the South Carolina Gamecocks. Can't make that up. The Irish. Or South Carolina are also aim four, by the way. The Irish are warning two lifetime all time in the Gator Bowl. Seven and six all time against the current SEC teams. And there are three and one all time against South Carolina. Last meeting, however, was in 1984. Irish lost that game. 36 to 32. You know what? I like how the Ohoyas, or the Irish played this year. Not in the beginning, but I like what Freeman has this team going. And God, I like our young quarterback. I like our young tight end. The defense is okay. They're going to get better. And I think they're going to win this game. I think they're going to go two and two all time in the Gator Bowl. December 30th. So let's head to the pros. Back to the basketball side. I left off on November 30th with the matchup with the Suns. Suns are the, you know, the, the Western Conference leaders. And they whipped this shit out of my bowls. 132 to 113. And then the Bulls lost to the Warriors, the defending NBA champions, 119 to 111. And then last night on December 4th, the Lakers, I mean the Bulls, yeah, the Lakers. The Bulls Loss to the Kings, 101 to 110. Bulls are now 9 and 14. Next game is December 7th, where they host the Wizards, who are 11 and 13, who just lost yesterday. To the Lakers. Lakers are hot. I don't know what's going on with Lakerland, but that company is starting to come together. Didn't look like that to start the season. Of course, I'm still going to say Queen James. It's just, it is what it is. But the Bulls are struggling. The Bulls are struggling. Uh, it's 
I mean, granted, Suns are great or, or a good team. Warriors, defending champs, they'll gel again and they'll start moving up more. Kings are having a fantastic year so far. So it's not like they're losing to the scrubs. And Wizards are not a scrub team. They got a better record than the Bulls. So that's the, I said the Hoyas were going to win, right? I said my Fighting Irish are going to win. I'm going to say it. I'm going to go with a trifecta right here. Here we go. Here's the hot take. Ready? 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 The Bulls are probably going to lose <laughs> to the Wizards. You thought I was going to go with a victory, huh? I was, thought I was really going to go with a trifecta. Nope. They're going to lose. I don't I, – I, I'm trying. I know, to me, I don't like their coach. Okay, Donovan, I don't like him. I didn't like him when he was in college. I don't like him in the pros. I just don't. I think we got a good team, and yet we're struggling. Why? What is the reason for this? So, yeah. I think the Wizards will take it. I think Wizards are going to be 12 and 13 after this. And I think the Bulls are going to drop to 9 and 15 after that game on December 7th. Speaking of a trifecta, Raider Nation. We're on a, another, we just added another to the winning streak, huh? Three in a row. Yes, sir. The Raiders versus the Powder Puffs. Stay mad, Chargers. Raiders even their series this year against this against those uh you know powders, the powder punks by winning 27-20. Now that score didn't not feel like 27-20. It felt like we whipped the shit out of them. Defense was solid. Putting pressure up the middle. Making Sherbert or Herbert, whatever you want to call him, run around frantic. Did a good job. Carr threw an interception while pick six. And then the defense gave it up with four and 12, and they gave up a long bomb to, <laughs> which, you know, that's what cut it to 27 20. And we hold on. We got the victory. You know, it was 13 to 10 Chargers at halftime. You know, they, they got the ball back, and then we took it from there. We made it 13 to 24 by the end of the third quarter. We shut them down 14 points to their nothing. Raiders added a three to make it 27 to 13. And then, of course, you know, around there, you know, and then, and then, and then you know, they scored a touchdown. They scored seven, and, you know, we won 20 to 27 20. We are now five and seven. Three game win streak. The Powder Puffs are now six and six. All-time record now, Raiders are 68, 57, and 2. Let's go with some of the individual stats. Carr, 16 for 30, 
That's not good. 250 yards, which is good. Two touchdowns, which is good. One interception, which was the pick six. Not good, but he settled down again. Sacked zero times. Credit goes to the offensive line. Good job. Josh, pay that man Jacobs. 26 carries, 144 yards, one touchdown, a fumble. His longest was about 20 yards, right? 25, 20, somewhere around there. Devontae Adams, eight receptions, 12 targets, 177 yards, two touchdowns. 45 yards was his longest. On the defensive side. Nay Hobbs, eight total tackles. Eight of those were solo. So all of them were solo. One fumble recovery. Jones, three sacks. Hey, about time. Welcome back. You know, thank you to finally introducing yourself to the rest of us. So three total sacks in this game by him. Two tackles for a loss, and he also led or tied with one pass defended with three other guys. Five quarterback hits. Oh, he was on fire. He did good. Perriman led with three assists. Crosby and Harmon, you know, were, you know, they had one forced fumble each. One of them was Hobbs recovering. Morick, Amik, and Rock were also a part of that. Uh, you know, one pass defended, tied with Jones for that. Did a good job altogether. Let's talk about some team stats. People are probably wondering, you know, how come you didn't call uh, Max? Uh, yeah, listen, he didn't show up, but he made his presence felt. As far as, you know, on the stats, he didn't show up. But he, he did what was needed, just like Klee did what was needed. Tillery did what he was needed. I mean, this listen, as soon as he came in, our DT room got better, and they're playing better, and this is why our defense has performed the last three games. It's, it's amazing what a solid defensive tackle would do. Hmm. Have I been saying this the whole time or what? Every live. I'm in the chat room stating what needs to be addressed. And as soon as we finally address it, look what's happened. I don't know. I don't know shit. Team stats. Total first downs. 32 for the Chargers. 21 for us. 16 by passing for the Chargers. 11 passing for us. Still in the first downs. Four first downs for by rushing by the Chargers. We had seven first downs rushing. Pay that man. And they got two uh, for that 22 of, uh, you know, by penalties. Us three. Yeah. We, we got first downs three times, you know. 
for to get the first down. Third down efficiency. Five for 16 for the Chargers. Three for 10 for us. That is terrible. It's terrible. It's not good. Fourth down efficiency. Three for five for them. Zero for us. We didn't make attempt. Total plays. 74 for the Chargers, 59 for us. And those that know that, you know, when you have a lot, especially in the 70s of first downs, most of the time you're going to be 30 to 35 time of possession. Get to that in a little bit. But remember, Chargers had 74, we had 59. But 59 is still good. Uh, you know, if you're in 59 to 60 to 70, you're going to be around the high 20s to the 30s as well. Total yards. 386 for them. 404 for us. Total drives. Both have 12. Yards per play. 5.2 for them. 6.8 for us. Passing, Chargers had 314, we had 250. Rushing, the Chargers had a 72 total on the ground, we had 154. Red zone, Chargers 0 for 3, the Raiders 0 for 1. That was big. Defense showed up big in the red zone. Penalties. Chargers four for 20 yards. We had three for 15. Turnovers. Chargers had one, which was the fumble. And we had two, which was one was the thrown interception, pick six. And J.J. fumbled. Sacks. Zero sacks given up by us. We sacked them five times for 21 yards. Time of possessions. Chargers, 30 minutes and 44 seconds. Us, 29 minutes and 16 seconds. Up next, Raiders travel to L.A., just another home, to face the defending Super Bowl champs who are currently 36, or 36, who are currently 3-6 and six and on a six-game losing streak. And the Rams, of course, they're injured. They're the starting quarterback out. Cup out. Aaron Donaldson, or Aaron Donald. <laughs> yep. Out. Which means we're also getting back Waller. And Renfro. So if Waller can return to form, and is healthy, and Renfro returns to form, Holy shit. 
we are going to finally see this offense fully, fully operational. And it's doing okay now, but it can always get better. That game's going to be Thursday night, so it's a short week. We're coming out of a three-game swing streak. They're coming off a six-game lose streak. Yeah. Raiders are 8-6 and six all time against the Rams. They last played 2018. Rams won that game 33-13. Raiders are on a two-game winning streak against the Raiders. I see four in a row, mainly because the Rams are just a walking, wounded team. And we're getting people back. And we're starting to gel. We're getting this concepts. We're getting this team. We're getting what the coaches want. They're playing together. And that is not good for a team that is just coming off a six-game win streak or a losing streak. Now, the other side to that is, you know, they're due. They're due. But without those three big guys that they have out, I just don't see them happen. I just don't see it happening at all that we lose this game. And we shouldn't. We shouldn't. Now, if they had everybody healthy and they were going with three and six, I, I would still say, all right, this team is dangerous, though, regardless of the record, regardless of their losing streak. Because I don't think if everybody was playing, they would be, they would have six-game losing streak. I don't think they would be three and six. You know, but it happens, especially when you're coming back from winning the Super Bowl. You know, you're not hungry. So I'm going to go on a limb. Well, it's not much of a limb. I think we're going to be, you know, six and seven after this week or after Thursday. I think we're going to be six and seven. I think we're good. We're getting better. Before the season began, I predicted a 10-7 record. I don't know if we'll win that. I mean, we still got two very tough teams to beat. 49ers, they just lost Garoppolo for probably the remaining of the season, but they got a defense. And hopefully we caught, catch them. We, hopefully we can continue putting pressure and we can move on from that. And we still got to play the Chiefs to close it out. But we still have five games remaining. Pittsburgh is a winnable game. We could beat the Steelers. I, only, I mean, at worst case scenario, even if we lose to the 49ers and the Chiefs, we'll be 8-9. Which start of the season, well, not start, but during that losing streak where everybody, well, some people are thinking about tanking or we should tank. and Yeah, that's, I'm not going to go on the rant. I said what I said the last episode about that, and I stand by every word of that. And I love what's been going on. Love it. The, the, those people that doubt it is, you know, they're, 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 they're kind of are on a hiding trip, per se. They're hiding. 
So yeah. Five and seven. And we'll be six and seven after Thursday. Take one game at a time. Play as together, play as a team, play for one another. I do want to see them limiting the turnovers. But what I love seeing is soon the defense is gelling. Defense is playing good, and it's only going to get better. I love seeing that as soon as we turn the ball over, we bounce right back. We don't let it get to us, especially Carr. Usually when he throws a pick six or shit's not going his way in the beginning, he folds. Hey, anybody that says that, listen, I I don't deny that he's not. You know, I mean, I just don't sit, think that it, every problem is his fault. Because it is. It's a team sport. But I am like what I'm seeing. Of course, it's simple to say that when you're on a winning streak because winning cures. But this team is not that bad right now. And they're going to get better. Hopefully, I hope Waller returns to form. I hope, hopefully, Renfro bounces back like he had last year because if that happens and Waller returns to his two years ago self, we are going to average 35 to 40 points a game. That's how good this offense could be with those guys. Very well could. So let's see. Hopefully, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to throw any shade on Waller right now. I'm not going to do that. We're, we won. I've said what I said about Waller plenty of times. I want him to prove me wrong. I want him to return to form, and I want him to prove that he wants to be a Raider. Renfro gets somewhat of a pass because last year he had a great year and he just, you know, he got injured as well, you know. So let's see. I'm hoping. I never want anybody on the Raiders to fail. And that will continue. So I'm going to end episode 26. So until episode 27. Salute Nation.